Hello everybody, it's me Ross and welcome to another edition of the Kings of Anglia Fan Social where town fans have their say on all things going on at town at Portman Road. Today I'm joined on a lovely summer's evening, I'm joined by Mark, John, Bono and Brad who talk about all things town. And one thing, fans are back at Portman Road this Saturday, we'll get into that later on but we're going to talk about transfers, we're going to talk about the cobble stand, the iconic pictures. Well, let's get right into introducing the guys that are making their debut. Starting off with a man you may have heard of and seen before, and it is good old Mark Beck. Mark, welcome to the show, and how are you? I'm good, mate. Yourself? Yeah, as I said, beautiful summer's evening, and I'd bit, rather be outside bit too the hot, sun. Bit too hot, though, isn't it? Bit too hot. Yeah, too hot. You know, the standard in between us scene. <laughs> yeah, it's hot. Maybe too hot. But, Yeah. We'll take it. We'll take it, though, won't we? Over a, a drizzly away day. We're going to have some rainy ones this season, aren't we, now that fans are back? Probably going to have Gillingham on the Boxing Day. Yeah, Boxing in the day, rain. Yeah. That'll, that'll rain, won't it? Guaranteed. No, in no. that stand as well. In that yeah. stand, there's no cover. Get, no cover we're at gonna all. Get, we're going to get soaked. But that's what we're, we're just glad to be back, aren't we? Yeah. Pretty snow, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure people have sometimes missed the dreadful Tuesday night games in the freezing cold, but then also they want to go back to those because that is what football is all about. Exactly. But um, there we go. Well, welcome to the show, Mark. Let's go over to John Collis, who has actually been part of this strike invitational. He got to the final on the tiebreaker, but he bottled it. Oh, John. But welcome to the show anyways. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. Thank you very much. Um, like you say, yeah, nice and sunny. Probably a bit too hot. Um, and I'm looking forward to a nice four-day weekend now. So I'm looking forward to that. So, Yeah. And down at the road on Saturday, which would be nice. There we go, my friend. And um, a man who is a regular face on this, and it is good old Bono, good old Matt. And he's outside, because that is that how hot it is. Um, is it hot? It's it's hot. I'm in a north-facing garden, so I'm in the shade now. But, um, yeah, it's beautiful here in uh, the Gipping Valley, or Stow Market. So, um, yeah, it's good. But what a lovely day. Looking forward to getting back to Fortress, Portman Road, on Saturday. Yes, cannot wait. Cannot wait to see the fans back in that Portman Road. And then Brad finally joining us in his lovely kitchen. I still remember that a year ago when he was doing up his kitchen and it just looks unbelievable. He's lagging as we as I speak. But Brad, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you, Ross. Good to be back on the show. Um, hello, gents. And yes, can't wait to be back at Portman Road just to get... Brad, you're uh... I think I think Brad was referring to the fact that I might have speculated that I can't confirm or deny that I might have a bum bag with me in the fan zone from about fourteen hundred on Saturday, which means I've only got yes, forty. Exactly I've only that. I've only got forty-five minutes before my allotted entrance time via the old. <laughs> QR code scanner that uh, there's going to be in the north stand because, of course, the Cobbold, the good old Cobbold, they're not opening my bit. They're not opening the U2. So I'm, I'm sitting in section five next to the naughty boys. So, yeah, that'll be good. <laughs> oh. They're not naughty boys. They're the, the guys that bring the atmosphere. Um, and, Brad, we're going to segue into what Bono said about the Cobbold. And that has been the talking point of the week. Normally, it's about signings because we've been making loads of those this summer. But at the Cobble stand, it actually looks good. 
they finally got rid of the terrible glass, the windows, and the iconic pictures of all the, the legendary players, the timeline, the history. Um, and I thought this would be a great little feature to have on the show about talking about players that you would love to have on those windows yourself, the, the players that are to your heart, that like your favourite. So, Mark, let's get right into it and let's okay. talk about, you know, your era. Unfortunately, you missed the BEs, you missed the Mariners, the Walkies, the Bobbies and stuff. But three players, yeah, I'm did. letting you choose. Go ahead, my friend. Okie dokie. So I've given this quite a bit of thought. Probably not as difficult as for some people, like you said. I've had some glory years to choose. I've had to sort of go with some cult heroes and some players that had some great seasons. So number one takes me right back to my childhood, sitting in the, well, it's going to be newly named stand now, hopefully, the West Stand, Britannia Pioneer, Co-op, whatever you want to call it. Number one will be Fabian Wilness, a uh, great servant to Ipswich Town. Um, obviously playing right back, he's right in front of, I think I was Block JJ when I was a little lad. Um, and yeah, he was just ever present. And, you know, he famously hates Norwich, uh, which always helps. It's good to have someone with that that passion um, in, the, in the squad. But he was just never present. I know there was a little bit of a falling out with George Burley at, at one point, but... Um, He's one of those players that he was not never the captain for us, but he always felt like a leader and someone that we always depended on for many, many years. Famous goal against Man United as well. Um, proper Ipswich Town legend. Um, number two, the one and only Flying Finn. We won't talk about the one from up the road because he don't count. Um, Shefki Kucci. What a cult hero Shefki was. Um, almost became our manager, didn't he? Um, there was rumours that he was very interested. I'd love to have seen the celebrations if we got a last-minute winner. I've never seen a manager do a swan dive, but there's still time. Um, but yeah, an amazing striker. Such a, a unit, but could look so um, kind of delicate with his touch and score all sorts of goals. A striker befitting of any town team, really, of the last 20 years. Um, the last one was really hard. Number three. I had some honourable mentions. Uh Pablo Cunhago does not make it, unfortunately. Um, I thought I could only have one. It was Shefki or, or Pablo, and I went with Shefki. Um, my other honourable mention is Sylvan Leguinsky. Um, honestly, couldn't believe we signed him at the time, and he was terrific, but unfortunately, we weren't really competing when he was with us. Um, loved playing against local teams. Uh, scored quite. I think he scored against Luton, Southend, Norwich, and Colchester in the same season, so... Love playing in the, the local derbies, even though two of them only really derbies, aren't they? But the final place goes to Tommy Miller. Um, I'm hoping Scott Fraser can emulate some of the ability that Tommy Miller had. That, you know, we've never replaced him, that goal-scoring midfielder. Um, and he's just an absolute fantastic midfielder. Um, probably won't go up with the greats, but... For a little lad like me, sort of in the year 2003 onwards, Tommy Miller, Shefki Kucci and Fabian Wilness, that that was my Ipswich. But yeah, probably not a successful bunch, but successful and have a special place in my heart. Yeah, that is definitely my era as well. Those three players are definitely up there for me. And um, yeah, hopefully Scott Fraser, he's scoring he's score the penalties for MK Dons. And that's what Tommy Miller did for us. So maybe we'll yeah. have, we've got a penalty taker, you know, yeah. in Scott Fraser. But Hopefully. Let's hope so. Yeah, but three fantastic players. Um, over to you then, John. Um, does one of those players 
fit into your three or have you got three different ones? I mean, I was talking about Fabian Wilmers for a second. I'm surprised he wasn't already on there because, yeah. I mean, he was a great right back and we probably still haven't replaced him because, I mean, KB Wise potentially could be that person, but we haven't seen a lot of him. Um, but when we have seen of him, but what we have seen of him, he has he's shown he's more than capable. Um, so, yeah, I was surprised that Fabian Wilmers wasn't on there. Pablo Cunhago did make my list. Um, just a really good, really good forward when he like technically really good. Um, ball, I mean, a little bit lazy when if the ball was in the yard, either side he wouldn't probably go after it. But when the ball was at his feet, uh, yeah, could possibly be one of the best probably strikers I've seen um, in my lifetime of watching them. Um, Chefy Kucci was also in my list. Um, would have been nice to see a swan dive across. Pale, like five powers of glass or five panes of glass um, and the other one was it's another striker and it would have been Darren Bent um, yeah. probably purely because of he came through the youth system and actually went on to have a relatively decent career um, probably would have been nice to have him for a bit longer than what we did but in terms of out and out goal scorer maybe he probably could have taken more chances in terms of one-on-ones I don't, I don't, I don't ever recall him being a, being successful from one-on-one positions, but I think, yeah, from a striking point of view, I thought he was really good and shows the success from a, coming through the youth and, and actually going on and doing something with his career. We haven't never had a lot of that uh, in terms of people coming through and doing something. Um, so yeah, they would, they would be my three: Pablo, Bentley, and yeah, Shevki. You love your forwards, then. Yeah, I just think that, like I say, well, I mean, that's probably one of the areas that you know, you've seen some awful strikers. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, Leon Best, oh dear. Yeah, I mean, I'd probably class... Who else? Do we, um, Sam Parkin would probably be in there. Like, I was really excited when we signed him, but he turned out to be not that great. Um, Adam Proudlock. Proudlock yes! Yeah, Get in! I didn't didn't Proudlock and Parkin make their debut in the same game? Did they make their debut in the same game? Along with the oh. other striker... Nicky Forster. Forster. Yeah, I think they might I, um, have done. And Owen Garvin made his yeah. debut in that game. And I and I saw that courtesy of Tony Humes. So, thanks, Tony. Lovely premium <laughs> ticket that day. Good old boy. <laughs> and, Probably a game yeah. that Proudlock would chuck out on the wing, wouldn't it? Instead of, <laughs> like a, instead of being a third <laughs> striker. Yeah. Oh dear me. Oh, those are the. Well, we always. Oh, we've had worse though. We've had worse under Lambert and Co. So don't worry. Um, over to you then, Bono. And I want to say a peek behind your curtain. And also for you guys, I'm currently eating pieces of apple. So um, I'm, that's why I'm muting my mic. And um, if you're watching me, I'm just eating an apple. Um, I'm getting very addictive at the moment of chopping an apple up and eating it. So um, anyways, okay. over to you, Bono. Three players. Three what? Three players Three players that we'd like on the mural of, of Ooh, the Cobbold. You, you, mate. You. It's your okay. choice. You have the power to pick whoever you want. Not our, not our top window. three apples. No, not no. Pink ladies, um, gala <laughs> apple, uh, apple, apple. Yeah, that's a good one. Good shout. Granny Smith. How can you forget Granny, Granny Smith? Smith? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're a bit, a bit harsh on the teeth. Yeah. yeah. But so, anyway, players. <laughs> three, three players I'd like on my window. That's a great, great question to start off with. Um, I think um, Maurizio Tarico, if he's not already up there, deserves to be up there. So I, I fell in love. I really fell in love with Ipswich when, when he when he signed. Another player I saw make, make his debut against 
Bolton, I believe, in the League Cup. And then he didn't play again that season. That was that first season when him and the great Adrian Paz, who I thought was going to save us from relegation, but obviously didn't. Obviously, we, we signed him instead of Batistuta, would you believe? But there you go. Um, Adrian Paz, sadly, sorry, mate, you've not made uh, Bono's mural. Maybe maybe, maybe a mur- mural like around the other side, maybe. Um, uh, Gus Ulenbeek, I love fullbacks. I was, I was a fullback. Well, I used to be a goalie, but then my childhood club signed like the best goalie in Suffolk and I got benched and we needed a right back. So I went out there and absolutely smashed it. And I was a bit of a dirty South American style fullback. So hence Tariko. But yeah, uh, Gustavo Ulenbeek, um at number two. And oh, Chris Kawamya, show my age. The promotion years, the first season in the Premiership. Just th- those memories of like, can we call, we can't really call him the Bradford Bomber. That's got other connotations, isn't it? But yeah, just, <laughs> he's, he's just awesome. Like, like all the, cause he used to do like funny goal celebrations that me and my friends used to copy when we were at school and stuff like that. And just the memories of that cool Umbro Fison's kit with a lace up with like the Marmite lace up collar and like the, the when he used to turn it up and, and long sleeves, just like the long sleeves. We don't have enough long sleeves. I want to see long sleeves this season, Paul Cook. Not short sleeves and performance base layers. And Brad, do not get me started on true socks. I mean, other brands of grippy socks are available, but let's not go there. <laughs> um, moving on. Moving on. Yes. Well, of course, one, one of the players you mentioned, Chris Cormier, is on the mural. You know, he's part of the, you know, the celebration pick with Milton, Walkie. And Dazelle, of course, when they when we won the second division. So, but fantastic choices there. Three really great players. I I didn't watch any any of them because I wasn't alive. Mark probably wasn't alive. Brad, you're probably not alive, or maybe you're just about, but probably not old enough. A twinkle in my dad's eye. That's what they say, don't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, over to you, Brad. You've heard from the other guys. You have three players to choose from from your era. Players you've seen in the flesh that you probably had on the back of your shirt if you were one of those people. Well, A1, A1 had that. You can say, you can't lie. Yeah, A1 I, didn't um... have a player yet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, I had Rusev on the back of my shirt, but he's not made my list. Um, the back of my days of when I was viewed from the T2, um, I loved Pablo. <laughs> I loved Magilton and Marcus Stewart. So they're my three. Um, Stewie was just brilliant. I I, I adored him. I mean, I, I used to as a, as a kid and still play ground for playing football. I'd have my ITFC gloves on, running around with my short sleeve school shirt. I used to absolutely love it. Um, Magilton, um, yeah, I'm, is is he on there? I think he is on there, isn't he? He's on the We Are Town yeah. one of us. Start um, general there. That is that is the type of player which I love. I think I'm going to love Lee Evans, um, but because that is the sort of player which dictates play, um, takes the team on their shoulders. That is that's it for me. That's everything I, everything I love about a player. And um, obviously went on to have a decent spell managing. Really, I know I know we all wanted to be promoted under him, but I really enjoyed the Magilton days. Um, his his management. I loved some of the players that he bought. In. I love John Stead. I love them. Um, I love Garvin in midfield, obviously. And it, it, there was there was a lot of lot of players there which he brought in. I I loved watching, and they they were an entertaining team. 
Um, and then, yeah, as I said, Pablo speaks for himself. Um, John did a bit on him. So, yeah, no, really, no need to say any more on him. But, yeah, that'd be my three. Well, some great names there, Brad. Uh, let's move on to the transfer window. Normally, every week, we talk about a new signing. But um, as of recording, there has not been a new signing this week. But last week, there was no pod. But um, there was two signings that were made. Um, I should probably go off on holiday more often because we had two new signings. We had a away kit launched. So um, those signings were Joe Piggott and Scott Fraser. Over to you then, Mark. Your thoughts on those two signings. And we're also going to go on to players that could be leaving the club. Teddy Bishop is one of them. Um, but on the two new signings, we already mentioned them briefly with Scott Fraser. But um, are you very happy about those two? Yeah, I think... You know, it's generally how we're going to have to operate. I think at the start of the transfer window, there's a lot of talk about that we're going to be targeting players in the championship. And I think it, we've probably got to the stage now that we realise that that's probably a little bit too ambitious at this stage. But what we've done instead is gone for players that want to be in the championship. And I think, as Scott Fraser said in his interview, he doesn't just want it on his CV that he's played one season in the championship for someone he's going to come down straight again. He wants to go in a team that's going to stay up there and hopefully continue to push on. Um, you know, they've come from two sides which um, finished lower than us in the table and with no disrespect to them, our smaller clubs. So I think there's been a lot of opposition fans, particularly of those clubs, saying it's a bit of a sideways step, but for them, I think it is quite a big step up. Um, but yeah, I think you look at their records, assists and goals, and it speaks for themselves as exactly the sort of player we need. Um, all you can really ask for, we're taking two of the best players from two other teams in our division and plonking them straight in our starting eleven. That's, you know, what we've been waiting for for years. And I think whether Fraser was an alternative or in addition, I think it's still a little bit smoke and mirrors whether it was in addition to um, Matt Crooks, who looks like he's joining Middlesbrough, may, that may even be confirmed as we're talking. Um, but if it was as an alternative, this is a great alternative to have. Usually we'll probably have put all our eggs in the Matt Crooks basket and probably ended up with Jan Mulby on deadline day, probably. Uh, if people know, they know. Um, over to you then, John. Joe Piggott scored the goals for Wimbledon. Um, as Mark said, a sideward step, that's what fans are saying, but I'm sure they're making a bit more cash. I'm sure we're going to give them more wages and um, long-term deals for both of them. What's your, what's your thoughts on them? And they are proper good League One signings. They're not just these, you know, journeymen or players like Oddie Hawkins. These are proper, you know, yeah. proper players that can help us get promoted. Upgrades on what we, we had before. Yeah, you, you'd certainly like to think they're definitely upgrades. I mean... I could probably be an upgrade on Ollie Hawkins, to be fair. I mean, I, and I'm not, I'm not, even, I'm not even going to sound that good. Like, but I'm pretty sure I can probably be better than what he did. Um, but yeah, the Joe Pickett one. I mean, I did look through his sort of general sort of record in his career so far. I mean, he hasn't been sort of prolific up until obviously last season at LC Wimbledon, where he's obviously got himself 20, 20 goals. Um, and obviously that is for a, a poor AFC Wimbledon team. So you've got to hope that with the players that we're going to have supplying him with chances that he's going to at least do that comfortably again. Um, and I even looked at the clip of all his goals and they all seem to be a bit different as well. Like, it's not just your standard target man. He's, he's pretty good on his feet. Um, yeah, technically, he looks, he looks pretty good, pretty decent. Um, 
And I don't think obviously that route one is is something that we're going to be looking to do next season. It might be an option, like if if you need to do it, but I don't think we'll be looking to to do that. And yeah, I'm I'm impressed with that free transfer. It's obviously risk free, isn't it? Like so if it, if he didn't put it didn't pull out, if it didn't come off, it's not it's not the end of the world. But I fully expect him to be scoring like 15, 20 goals again, probably. Um, and as for Scott Fraser, I mean, I'd, I'd have to admit I don't I hadn't known don't don't know a lot about him. Um, can't say I really follow MK Dons. I mean, I don't follow AFC Wimbledon, but you probably hear more about goals from someone than you do assists from, from someone. Um, but having seen his stats, I think when I saw it, was it more most key passes in the final third from any player in England? He was number one, I think, above like Fernandez and I can't remember who the other person was, but I mean, you've got to love that. And like someone, someone of that, someone of that quality coming into that team, feeding like Norwood, Bon. Piggott, I mean, yeah, you've got to hope that not only does he create the goals, but uh, yeah, he scores the goals as well, which, like someone else said previously, it's something we've been crying out for for years in terms of an actual goal-scoring midfielder, and we haven't we haven't seen one since Tommy Miller, so that's long overdue. Um, so yeah, it'll be nice to hopefully see him, yeah, create the same, if not more, than, than what he did at MK Dons. Definitely, and um, Bono, uh, we're talking about a lot of goals here uh, for both players. You know, last season we were able to keep them out, but we weren't able to score. We went on that barren run with no goals. Um, finally got a goal scorer midfielder. A lot of people were saying, oh, just, it was just penalties. But at the end of the day, you got to take them. Um, and then Joe Piggott scored this level. Um, and now with the service, you know, he's scoring goals for a struggling AFC women inside. Now he's going to be hopefully part of a promotion winning side with all the other players. Scott Fraser setting them up and all the other wingers. What's your take on the two signings? Are these the proper marquee signings that we've made this summer? You know what? Like, like the guys have said already, every signing that we've made so far, <clears throat> they've all been a bit of an upgrade. So my question is, do, do we need a marquee signing that might or might not do it? Do we need that Premier, Premier, Premiership, Premier League journeyman that, that might be dropping down or, or somebody from the Championship or even somebody from the league below moving up? Um, they're all quite risky deals uh, so to speak you know we, we, we've been there and done that before and it's not quite worked out but the fact that you're adding um Piggott he just reminds me of Rodney from Only Fools and Horses really the way the way he looks and the way he talks I, I don't by the way I don't care what people look like or what they sound like as long as they do the job in a, in a blue shirt or a, or a boring white one away from home I, I don't care um and and I think when when you add Piggott into the mix with 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 Ross's boy uh, bon and uh, our man James Norwood, who who still hasn't quite done it, has he? He always looks, he always looks top draw. Uh, you know, there's still that question around one on ones with him. Um, but Fraser as well. I mean, yeah, a lot of goals have come from set pieces. Um, but like we said before, we've we've missed that goal scoring midfielder. He looks to have a bit of flair, a bit of creativity, which you know you, you have to question. Last season, the reason why we probably didn't score as many goals as what we probably should have done is the fact that, I mean, did we lack creativity? We had a lot of uh, inconsistencies last season, didn't we? With, with, with the midfield, Dazel dropping deep, he's gone. You look at the players that we've got in to replace the likes of him. And, you know, obviously we get on to downs and people like Bishop later on, but yeah, it's, it's exciting. And, and who are we going to get next? It's, it's just a, a fantastic time to be an Ipswich fan, isn't it? It's almost like a real life, Football manager save. Had to get one, that one in, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, obviously, obviously. But now, always good, my friend. And, and you segue nicely 
mentioning Downs and Bishop. Um, Brad, I was going to go over to him, but um, his Wi-Fi has been horrendous, so he's currently away. Hopefully he'll come back and chat about different things. But Mark, let's get over to Downs and Bishop. Downs played for the under-23s against Needham Market. That is just unreal to think he was literally going to the Premier League last summer for a couple of million. Now he's playing for under-23s against Needham. And um, Teddy Bishop wasn't part of that under-23s thing. So I think Kenlock was part of it. Um, Kane Jackson as well was playing. Uh, but Bishop looked like he could be heading to Lincoln City. Um, so your thoughts on a down situation and also Teddy Bishop. You know, Bishop has got his story. Um, Burton has seen as an 18-year-old. Did a right. Injuries, injuries, injuries. You know where I'm going from here. Um, Unfortunately, it just hasn't worked out for him. And, you know, he's been part of that bomb squad. Yeah. Downs, I'm I'm not emotionally ready for him to go. Um, He's probably been one of my favourite players of the last three years. I know they've been absolutely horrendous, but he was that bright spark that you thought, bloody hell, we've got a hell of a midfielder here. and he does. He's got a lot of stick, you know. I, I get. We don't want players at the club. You don't really want to be here. I completely understand that. But it, it seems like people have completely forgotten how good he was in the first League One season, and just see him as like, oh, he just gets yellow cards all the time. Like he's such a good footballer. Um, I hope he goes on to great things, really. But yeah, I'm not ready for him to go, and I'm, I'm holding out even if it's a 1% chance that somehow he, he just knocks on Paul Cook's door and he goes, I want to I want to play for this great football club again. And, you know, I, I had dreams that he was going to be captain and, and take us all the way. But, yeah, I have to leave that for, for Matt's football manager save, I'm afraid. Um, Bishop, like you said, I think it's a case of what could have been. I think he's a very good footballer on his day. That day probably doesn't come often enough. But... I think maybe he didn't have the right manager for him at the time. Perhaps if he wasn't injured and we had a different manager to the approach Mick was taking, then maybe the story would be a little bit different. It's all ifs, but there's a parallel universe somewhere where we know the answer to that. Um, But he needs a fresh start. I think a lot of us have been holding out a lot of hope for Teddy for for years now. Um, And I think, like you say, it's probably been three and a half, maybe even four seasons where He's now only just finished a 40-game-plus season, really, um, without any issues of any sort. I think he got... Did he get... He did get red-carded in one game, didn't he, I think? Yeah. But that's the only time he really missed anything. But, yeah, um, Lincoln City's a great move for him. Um, I know when the Cowleys left Lincoln that Michael Appleton kind of flipped what they were doing. Um, the Cowleys get a little bit of stick about how they play, um, but they work bloody hard, whereas Michael Appleton likes more of your your cultured footballer was getting in a lot of loans from Premier League. So he does fit the mould there. Um, they've got some very good players ahead of him. So you're gonna, he's going to have to work hard to get into that team. Um, but yeah, it, it's a shame. But I think the time for sentiment is probably gone now, um, as much as I'm a, a Flynn down sympathiser. Um, but yeah, um, hopefully more incomings will, will sort of soften the blow a little bit. But yeah. Okay. Well, we are back with Brad. Um, are you with us, Brad? Um, I don't know. Am I? <laughs> You're actually talking this time. Um, that's good. That is good. We have Brad back. Um, we are. We have moved on to a different subject, but I'll let you quickly check. You know your thoughts on Scott Fraser and Joe Piggott. 
Um, and also segue into Bishop and Downs and your thoughts on that. But uh, two fantastic signings and two players. One going to be sad to see go Downs, but Bishop's probably one of those where, yeah, he came through the youth system, but he's 25 now and probably time to move on. Yeah, um, I'll be quick then as I, as I missed the subject. Fraser, I think, is a brilliant sign. And if, if you're going by looking, if, if Mark Ashton's gone by his database and is looking at stats-based players, you've gone and bought the best player, uh, creative midfielder in League One. So that'll do nicely. He's very strong as well. The thing about this Paul Cook team is developing is physicality. You've got real physicality in that midfield three now. You've got Harper, Evans, Fraser, all of us sits for all can hold off their man, all very technically good players as well. Um, that's what I like about Fraser is that he's not going to be shoved off the ball in the number 10 role. He'll be demanding it, holding his man off, playing three balls, store and assisting. Um, I think is a hell of a sign, and I really do. And I did, he weren't even on my radar, on my radar, he weren't even on my radar when I was thinking of Matt Cripps coming in. I was just all so focused on Cripps. Uh, I, when, when, when that came out that we were getting Fraser, I thought, you know what, I didn't, didn't even have two thoughts about him. And I think the rest of the League One didn't either, which is luckily why we've been able to get him. Um, but yeah, on Piggott, I think is another good signing. Like like guys have said, three strikers there. You've got Bond, Norwood and Piggott. I think you'll struggle to find any other team in this league with three better options than that. Um, and yeah, I'll, I'll go on to Downs and, and um, Bishop. Absolutely agree 100% what Mark said about Lynn Downs. So I can't really add any more there. On Bishop as well. I mean, he did win us some games last season. You've got to remember. He, he pulled us out of a whole quite a few times, dragged the whole team up with him. Um, but he cannot find a role in Walcott's 4 2 3 1. Um, he's not a holding midfielder. I don't think he's a 10. I know people like him in a 10, but for me, he's, he's perfect for Mike Laverton because he's a number eight in a 4 3 3. And we can't give him that here. And as time to move on from Teddy, like you say, he's, he's 25 now and we're. We're bringing in we're bringing in players that need to fit them onto his team. And I, I know that yeah, you say that, but Paul Cook says that um, he wants players that can cover a, a variety of positions. But Bishop isn't quite good enough as a ten. He's not quite good enough as a hold midfielder either. He's not a hold midfielder. So where where do you have him? So yeah, but agree with Mark. I'd love to have Lynn down today, but Lynn is not going to want to be third choice midfielder behind Harper and Evans, is he? No, I don't think so. And um... John, over to you. And one thing I liked about you, John, I saw the good notepad out there. Gone old school with the notes. I'm sure the other yeah, guys have probably yeah. got one the same. <laughs> I like that. Um, but yeah, down. Oh, yeah, Brad's got the notes as well with the, with the, with the paper. Oh, that's always good to see. Um, recycle, of course. Um, that's what I do. Uh, <laughs> yeah, true, true. Um, but John, you know, Flynn Downs, he, he's he's gonna be. Yeah, there's no chance, is he? Really getting back in his side, as as Mark said. I mean, that'd be great if he could knock on the door to Paul Cook and said, "I want to play for this club." But being chucked into the under 23s training and now playing against Needham Market, I was sort of, when I saw that, I thought that's a bit of a risk. What if he gets an injury and like now Ooh. we've got him at the club and we're not going to be able to get rid of him? But maybe just for him, just to he's got to play some minutes, got to get his fitness up, and maybe yeah. a club will go, "Okay, he's played a game. At least we know he's fit. At least he's not one of those." players out injured because we're cursed with injuries but yeah your thoughts on that situation and Teddy Bishop as well um 
I'll, I'll start with Downs first because I could, I could probably talk about Bridges in terms of how I don't like him. <laughs> um, I mean, with Downs, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a little bit disappointing. Like, he's, he, he come through and he, he looked like that midfielder that you could rely on, like someone who's going to get like, get into a challenge, loves a yellow, like someone who's just going to put his heart on, uh, like heart on a sleeve and just really get sent off or not, or whatever the case may be. He just looked like somebody who wanted to want to play club. Um, but like I said, the Palace thing has obviously just shifted him in another direction. Um, I know a few lads who went to the market last night when he put MC Downs was playing seemed to say he just didn't seem interested. Um, apparently, after the game, literally in 10 minutes, he got in someone else's car and left. Um, so didn't even go back with the team. Not that they're obviously travelling very far, but you still think they will still travel back together. Um, and then, yeah, you sort of left after about 10 minutes and got in the car and yeah, I would, I'm about to swear then. I better not do that. But, uh, but yeah, got in the car. I've done it, mate. Off. Don't worry. I've done it plenty of times. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, got in the car and went off. So I think it's inevitable that he's going to be going. When it will be, who knows? The Bournemouth link seems to have gone a bit, gone a bit quiet um, with him. Um, so yeah, it would be a shame when it came between mix up between him and Dazelle. I happily see Dazelle go and we keep downs. But yeah, he's, he's certainly not going to want to be third choice behind Harper and Evans. I mean, we need some players in that position because we can't just rely on those two um, for, the, for the whole season. So he might come in handy, but there's no way Downs is going to want to sit there on the bench and potentially not even come on because how rare is it when the midfielder comes on unless you're holding on to a 1-0 um, or something like that. So, yeah, he, he, with all my wishes, he can go on and go and hopefully do better things in the, in the Championship and maybe in the Premier League. Um, and with Bishop, I mean... I know he's had injuries, but he can probably can get in the bin, probably. Like, it's just, just, yeah, just one player I've had enough of. Like talk all that, talk all that potential, and it's just I've I've, I've written down. He, like, he came onto the scene in 2014, so seven years on, he scored five goals. That's just and then someone who started 17 that first season. I think it was a playoff season, wasn't it? Under Mick, maybe when yeah. he got in the playoffs, which it was a breath of fresh air. He played 36 games. Um, he only got one goal in that season. He was only 17. So he didn't mind that as much, but six years on from that, he scored four more goals and they all came last season. Um, so, yeah, just not good enough for me. Um, and it just sort of proves as well if he's going to link and he's just going to another team in the same league. So is he is he really that good? Probably, mm, maybe not. <laughs> but, I mean, that might be a well, move that gets him somewhere else and maybe higher up the food chain. Who knows? But, yeah, that that move suggests to me that, yeah, just not good enough. And I quote John Collis, get in the bin, Teddy Bishop. <laughs> um, over to you then, Bolo, Matt, to round up the chat about the two homegrown players, Downs and Bishop, two very different sort of players. Um, it's a shame with Downs how it's going to end. Um, you, you'd hope he would have just gone last year and, you know, maybe played a few times in the Premier League, maybe for Palace, probably would have got loaned out maybe to a championship club, but it's a shame how it's ended. And yeah, Teddy Bishop is just one of those where it's just, it's time's up really, as we said already. Just having a a swig of... um... You were hoping I was going to keep chatting, keep chatting, but I couldn't, I couldn't wish anymore. Absolutely. I've I've been gagging, I've been gagging for a, a, a nice cold pint of wet stuff all day. But alas, we are here now. Um, yeah, I mean, totally echoing the guys' <laughs> points, um, especially Mark with regards to Downs. You know, I had, 
I could really see if, if our former manager actually lived up to what we wanted him to do, you know, buying, buying everybody beers and all that sort of thing. Downs was, was nailed on to be the skipper. You know, he was the right age. He was the right position. He's commanding on the pitch. He's, he's bloody good. But you know what? If he's had his head turned, I don't know who his agent is or anything like that. Obviously, we can't say anything too, too slanderous. But obviously, if he doesn't want to be here and he wants to go somewhere else, then, then we, we give him our best wishes. I don't think we've seen the best of him. Um, you know, our first season in League One, he was probably our, our standout player uh, along, alongside uh, Jackson. Um, last season, obviously, injury played, suspensions, was kind of playing a bit part for, for, for a few months. But yeah, I mean... Good luck to the guy. Um, whether or not he he gets a, I mean, would it be a dream move going to somewhere like Bournemouth? You'd think he'd do quite well there. But I can see him ending up at somewhere like Barnsley, Peterborough, Rotherham. You know, even even. I mean, it's it's hard as an Ipswich fan. We don't want to be in this league, but we are where we are. And if somebody comes in and offers us seven hundred and fifty grand, million pounds, then obviously they can have him. You know, that 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 might be somewhere like. MK Dons, Sheffield Wednesday, whoever really. Um, and and do we really want that kind of negative influence in the in the dressing room? Like like John alluded to, you know, um, he, he's allegedly just walked out. You know, fuck the rest of you. I'm gonna jump in a mate's car, go back to Brentwood or wherever he's based. So you know, it's it, it's a difficult one. Um, <clears throat> Bishop, we one of our. I do see it as a quality, but we let ourselves down as Ipswich fans. We're far too sentimental. We are, it's almost like we, we're kind of, if we were racehorse owners, we've got like, we've got some knackered old racehorse, but because we've like trained him for a few years, we're just going to, come on, he can do it. Come on, we're just going to keep him going. He's he's going to do well. He's going to perform. But, you know, he should have been shipped off to Tesco's for the old uh, Valley Burgers a long time ago, really, shouldn't he? But, I mean, he's, he's, he's every... He, He's everything that I like in a player, but he's also everything that I don't like in a player. And, you know, this is his, I think he's coming into his eighth professional season with us now. And yes, at times he, he, he was a match winner. Um, and, and John, I'm going to top your getting in the bin with a far more, with a far more kind of stronger retort of he can get in the sea kind of, and you need to point towards the sea, which for me is that way. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he doesn't fit into Paul Cook's plans. We 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 need we need round pegs and round holes. We we don't need. I mean, how many seasons have we been playing this player there because they're good? I mean, we we saw it last season, didn't we, with Caden Jackson and Paul Lambert saying, "Oh, stuck him out on the wing because he's he's fast." And it's like, well, it doesn't mean he's any good. He might be fast, but my greyhound's fast. But I wouldn't stick her in a seven shirt and stick her out on the wing, would I? So, Bishop, absolutely great great fit. Uh, uh, at somewhere like Lincoln, uh, my home county club. I'm originally from Lincolnshire, which is why I've got a very strange accent at times. But you know, whilst we're talking of Michael Appleton, get well soon. He's uh, he, he seems like a really good character, and obviously we heard this week that he's he's suffering from as what as men we all dread, and that's obviously testicular cancer. So get well soon, and I, I think he'd do quite well there. So good luck, Bishop. You do go keep that hair in the good old pompadour style. And um, Downs, I don't know. I think there's, I, I'm hoping, like Mark says, I'm hoping there's a twist. Because as, as a town player, how can you not, I've said this before, how can you not be excited about what's going on? This is like, 
hopefully for us as fans and, and for the players and everybody at the club, this is a golden time. This is when we, you know, we're, we're about to get the grounds that we deserve, the team that we deserve. Who who wouldn't want to be here? You know, if, if you can stay and, you know, obviously still under contract, then then why not fight for your place? Let's see, let's see some real passion and some real attitude and determination. But hey, if Barnsley's more appealing, good luck. I was just I was thinking when you mentioned Bournemouth, like Scott Parker's the new manager, and you know, to play under Scott Parker, you know, sim very similar players, that'll be interesting. Um, one thing I forgot to mention at the start of the podcast, of course, the show is supported by Manscaped, and as Mark and John are making their debuts. Um, you can use a code KOA, get 20% off and free delivery. The code KOA at manscaped.com. Um, it's still expensive, isn't it? <laughs> um, you, you get what you pay for. Your balls yeah. deserve the gold treatment. Yeah, your, your balls will thank you. Um, but thank you as ever, manscaped.com. I recently got my lawnmower 4.0 in the post. Um, but we'll move on from that. We'll talk about um, the away kit. Once again, last week, um, we missed the pod. Uh, and Brad's gone again. We'll move on. Um, the away kit, it's white. Um, and also, I want to talk about squad numbers as well. It's time to talk about squad numbers. We've got the signings coming in now. And I think it is time to talk about squad numbers as well. But, Mark, let's talk about the away kit. We, we did a brief video on our YouTube channel about it. Yeah. It's white. And also, chuck out some numbers for me. Which or the new signings, who's getting what number for yourself? I've always wanted to do this. Um, up here or down there, you can watch a, a detailed talk. We talk about Ron Seal and all sorts. Um, but no, um, to summarise it in brief, if it was a biscuit, it'd be a digestive. It's all right, but you want a bit more, don't you? You want the chocolate on the top. <laughs> That's, that is it. There you go. <laughs> That's all, that's all we go. I've actually... Before oh, we get squad, into squad, I didn't do squad numbers No, today. that's fine. Sorry. No, we'll, we'll do that in separate. I'll quickly get John's thoughts and then we'll go over to Bono. I think Bono actually likes it, but John, over to you. What's your thoughts? Are you going to buy it or are you not? Um, I mean, I probably won't buy it. I don't really, I do football shirts, to be honest. Um, when it first came out, I thought it was a bit... looked a bit plain and just a bit... Just like a T-shirt. That's what, that's what I sort of got the feel from it when I first saw it. But it meant that I didn't have the kids... Like, promoting it I don't know um just looked a bit yeah looked a bit cheap and tatty but having been in the shop and seeing it on a mannequin it doesn't it doesn't look that bad um so yeah I think it's a case of having to see it in the flesh to actually maybe not not say appreciate it because I still don't think it's the best kit that we've had but it's not as bad as what I first thought um and it maybe would have been nice to have done something a little bit more to it like maybe had a collar on it or something put maybe put a bit bit more black around the the, the collar um yeah it's it, it wasn't it something that didn't know here that it was approved by lambert or something like that so it's like well mm-hmm. what else are you going to respect probably <laughs> rock and roll football bit... guys yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah you probably wouldn't have expected much from the kit to be honest um so yeah we can only hope that maybe moving forward that obviously kits are much better i can't, I mean, I can't complain about the home one i think the home one's decent um not too similar to one that we obviously had a couple of years ago um but yeah, obviously you've got to hope that maybe moving forward that they'll be a bit more creative with sort of kits moving forward. But no, it, it's so like Mark Mark said, it's it does the job and it's it's okay. And uh, Bono, you are the man 
who loves the kits. Um, one of many, yeah. Ross. One of many kit nerds on the uh, ITFC hashtag ITFC timeline. Of course, um, Segs, who's a, a regular contributor for the podcast, so he loves his kits as well. Um, but yeah, it's not it's not jazzy. But um, it's classy, it's simple. Um, as John said about the kids, Will, that's great that they got the kids involved. But when you actually see it in person, you saw it on Scott Fraser, it actually looks, actually, it's not too bad. Um, but your overall, you know, ranking of it, what would you rank it out of 10? You know what? I'd, I'd definitely give it a strong uh, 7 out of 10, actually. Um, I went to the newly refurbished and fully stocked Planet Blue on Tuesday. I picked up. Mrs. Bono, the current Mrs. Bono from work on Tuesday and um, got there a little bit early, had a little look around, um, saw the new mural. The mural? Sound like you there, Ross. Mural on uh, the kobold. And um, the new Awake here, I'm, I'm very happy with the sublimination on it, actually. Very, very nice kind of hooped affair going on. Um, would have liked to have seen a bit of a jazzier collar. You know, but we are where we are. We're we're in the third tier of English football. We're not going to get a a, a sexy uh, Adidas kit. It's kind of straight out the uh, Adidas template, really, at the moment, aren't we? Um, but the shorts are nice. The socks are nice. I'm looking forward to what Janoy Danassian's going to do with like the the black bit at the top of the white socks. You're going to roll them down. You're going to roll it behind the pads. You know, you, you need to kind of think about these things, really. But it does the job. But but a white. You know what? This is how sad I am. A white away kit opens so many doors for a, <clears throat> a decent third kit. Because let's not forget, teams like Sheffield Wednesday, we are going to be going there and we're not going to be able to wear our blue. <clears throat> we're not going to be able to wear our white. So um, I've got a bit husky. I do apologize. Turn into Paul um, Cook, yeah? <laughs> turning into Paul Cook. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah. I like it. I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm going to probably use my team card points that... Um, that form part of my refunds. Thanks, Hip Suites, to buy the home kit. I like, you know, unlike Mark, I like last season's away kit. It's made of recycled rubbish cool. from like California. It's absolutely banging. Same, same as this fine Juventus climber cool top. Um, but yeah, I can't wait to talk about squad numbers. But let's let Brad talk about the plane away kit first, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brad, it um, says what it does on a tin. It's white. And that is it. Um, what's your thoughts on it? Um, it's been a, it's been out for a week now, and um, oh, he's gone. Oh, he's gone. He, he hates it that much. He's had to leave. <laughs> he doesn't even want to talk it. about it. Doesn't, doesn't want to talk, talk about, about it. it. Talk about it. so yeah. Beat behind the curtain thing here. Brad is just gone. When I went over to him, he just gone. Um, so I know you're excited, lads. It's squad numbers time. Um, I'm sure there'll be a few more signings to add to this, but with the signings so far. And the squad numbers are up in the air because we've we've got not many players now. Of course, Chambers number four, Cole Scoose number eight. Um, who's getting what? Is um, the new goalkeeper? I'm not going to say his name because you know me. I'm terrible at that thing. But will he get number one? Will Thomas Holy have to drop down? No. Um, oh, okay. But Mark, oh, it's you. You have the power. Uh, numbers. I've, which... I've done a full list. If you if you want me to go through it. Out, of the new, every new so- not not the whole team, Jesus. Mark what a debut! I know, <laughs> right? Lee Lee Evans and the captaincy stays with the shirt number four. Mm-hmm. Wes Wes Burns number seven. 
I was tempted to do Harper, and we could maybe get a David Beckham deal in there, Harper 7. His daughter's called Harper 7, isn't she? Um, but no, Harper gets number 8. Uh, Joe Piggott will take number 9, so Jackson can get in the sea, the bin. I need to, I need to think of my own now, don't I? Um, get in the recycling bin. We'll recycle them <laughs> and use the money. There we go. Um, Macaulay Bond will take number 14, which is a, a number used by many a baller over the, the years. Uh, obviously, Johan Cruyff is the, the most famous number 14. If he's anywhere near as good as him, then we've got a good loan design in there. Might be a bit expensive when it comes to agreeing a permanent, though. Um, Matt Penny will be number 17. Scott Fraser, number 18. And Ladke, Ladke, whatever we're calling him. I'll let you do the pronunciation. Vaz, you're, you're Vaz, the I think that's what he wants. <laughs> now, he, he's put his balls shaved or unshaven on the table. He's going for unlucky number 13 because he's that mm-hmm. confident. He's going to save everything, even with unlucky number 13 on his back. Mm, some good go. choice there. Some, there was some disagreements over there, so I'll go over to the guys disagreeing up. We've got Brad back, so I'm going to quickly go over to Brad first, John, because just in case he goes away again. <laughs> uh, but Brad, in one word, your thoughts on the away kit, and then we'll get into the squad numbers that you disagree and agree with, and also, have you got any other options? Right, I'll be quick because I'm having technical difficulties. Love the away kit, white is classic. Right, here we go, squad numbers. <laughs> one, Holy. Two, Donassian. Three, Penny. You're doing Four, them all. new centre-half. <laughs> Five, new centre-half. I'll be quick. Six, Wolfie. Seven, Burns. Eight, Evans. Nine, Macabon. Ten, Norwood. Eleven, Nolan. Um, Fourteen, Harper. Sixteen, Fraser. Seventeen, Colson. Eighteen, Dobra. Nineteen, Endarva. Twenty, Selena. Uh, Downs is on. Lucian is 22. Aladki is Kunadib is uh, twenty three, which is one of other clubs. Kavi Y twenty four, Elmiz twenty six, and Joe Piggott still with his number thirty nine. Boom. Well, there we go. That, that was that was impressive. <laughs> that was that was sensational, sensational. That was. A little if fun I was, fact if about. I was the, when, when, when I've, I've been signing these players on FIFA, and they have the numbers that I've put them, so I've, I've got to go with that. I'm, I'm obsessed with kit numbers. Put me in a room with Andy Warren and we'd, we'd talk kit numbers for days. Yeah. That, that is a, that, when, when the kit numbers actually get released, I'm sure that will be a podcast surrounding that. That would just be the talking point of the whole pod, which I think will be a good listen, in my opinion, because some people think squad numbers, why are we talking about it? But that's fantastic. Um, Bono, have you got your hand up or are you just doing... Mm. I'm, just, I'm just being coy. Okay, love it. Um, John, you heard Brad rattle out all the squad numbers. You heard Mark. Um, are you disagreeing with any of those? I mean, firstly, I wrote all my squad numbers down as well, to be fair, but I'm not going to read oh. them out like um, Brad just done. Um, quite, quite similar in some, although I have got Kladke coming in at number one. I, th- I think mm. he's going to get given it because Thomas Holder can get in the bin. Um mm. And I've got KBY moving down to number two as well. Um, Matt Penny, number three. Um, I had initially put Colson as that, but if he's only going to be on loan, there's no way he'll be getting given number three shirt. Um, new centre-backs, four and five. Uh, got Wes Burns, seven. Lee Evans, eight. I've also got Bond as number nine. I think hometown boy coming back, he'll be given the number nine shirt. Um, got Fraser, number 14. Uh, Harper, 16. And if Colson does arrive, then I think we get given number 17. 
pick at 20 because that's how many goals he'll, he'll get at least. So he'll, he'll, put, he'll put his goal scoring on his back of the shirt. Okay. Mm. Okay. I'll bet I know. you a fiver. Each of you, the pivot will keep thirty-nine, and I'll be twenty quid richer next week. I mean, I don't care that much. So um... <laughs> <laughs> put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll see. Either way, all three of our strikers are getting twenty goals each. Hundred points. Hundred goals. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know James, if we should James use Norwood. HMS Pist League though. I don't know. I don't think we should yeah, use that yeah, anymore. <laughs> yeah, third year in a row, and um, maybe we should wait until December until we start using something like that instead of like early doors. But we'll still do it anyway because why not? Um, yeah, Bono, you were not happy about John's say take on Holy get in the bin, but um, move on from that. Let's talk about squad numbers for yourself. Which players are getting what for you? Okay, so Vaz Hotki is going to be number 23. We alluded to previous numbers. He's got it written on his gloves. I reckon he's got about 20 pairs of gloves in that bum bag. We've all got bum bags. I'll be in the fan zone on Saturday. Um, uh, Rodney Piggott, what did I have for him? I reckon he'll get nine, permanent signing. Jackson's going to get in the sea. He's going to go to Forest Green Rovers for £75,000 and release that nine shirt. Um, bon. Bon bon ba bon bon bon. He's gonna be uh, I reckon it's gonna be eighteen. Eighteen Ooh. is 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 a kind of like on the verge kind of striker, isn't he? Um Rakeem the Dream Harper, number four, I reckon. Um Scott Fraser, fourteen, I think. Uh, Wesley Burns, the most handsome professional footballer in the world, according to Mrs. Bono. Um he's gonna be seven, right back, right midfield. AMR, he's going to be, he's going to be there. Penny, thirty-three. Who knows? Um, Whoa, mental. Um, and I reckon, I reckon that's it. I, I'm, I'm not going to talk about, I'm not going to talk about the chaps that haven't signed yet. Um, but yeah, that does leave number two, uh, number five, uh, number six. Yeah. Six is Wolfie, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So two, two, three. Uh, two, three, and five. So exciting times for the uh, for the defence. So yeah, I'm just gonna put it because I know everyone was shocked. Thirty-three. Like, if a free is available, are you or were you waiting for that that left back to sign? You what, do you think that will be given to Colson if Colson signs? Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to remember what number. Um, Penny. Penny looked really good at Darford. I know. I know you were there, Ross, and and Mark was as well. Penny looked really, really decent, and I, I, but I don't think he's going to be regular. He is an option kind of further up the field as well. I know Paul Cook mm-hmm. likes versatility, like these two-for-one type signings, which a lot of these guys uh, seem to be. But sorry, it's a football manager thing for me. The reserve left back gets 33 because <laughs> he can't have three, so he can have 33. So there you go. As long as nobody gets like 99, 77, 88, 66, 55 or any of that rubbish. You know, I know a lot of our 44. youth team. 44. Uh, Hughes was 44, wasn't he? Hughes oh, was 44. That's what I mean. That's stupid. <laughs> Bless him. He can, he, can, he can get 44 when he signs for Candy Island next week. So who? Colchester. Who, oh, another well, one. He's, he's been on trial on Doncaster. So you never yeah. know. He may, he may, but he'll get injured in pre-season. Um, oh, I've just looked. Him. Matt Penny's number at Sheffield Wednesday last season was 14. So... You know, no. and he wasn't even their first choice. <laughs> I think he's going to be a really useful option, isn't he? I think he's going to yeah. be... Like, like Bono says, I think 
when when you're late in a game and you need balls to go in the box, um, that's when you bring Matt Penny on because he's got a good yeah. delivery on him. I think if we sign this Colson and KBY, you'll see them bombing on, trying to beat their man, um, driving balls across the box. But if that is, isn't working, I think Penny's a really good option to bring on and mm. whip balls in. Yeah. yeah. Okay then, lads. Um, any other things you want to talk about squad number-wise? Um, hopefully, or we probably won't find us out for a while because... Um, Maybe they're just waiting for that them other two marquee signs. Hayden Colson looked like he could be set to sign, um, but we won't talk much about him because I don't want to talk about him. And then he signs, and then we've got to do that whole conversation again. But um, <laughs> um, we'll get into the Crystal Palace game, um, and fans are back at Portman Road. Oh, thankfully they're back. Um, we, we're not counting December 2020. I know you were there, Bono. I don't know if you were there, Mark or not, or John, where fans briefly returned during the weird times. As a weird game against Burton. Um, but for the first time since March 2020, and fans are back at Portman Road. Uh, Palace, Chris Palace, a Premier League side, Patrick Riera will be on the dugout. Um, Wilfred Saha likely playing as well. Um, what a way to return. Uh, Mark, the question is, and it's still a question to me to ask, but how much have you missed going and what have you missed most about going to Portman Road? I think it's just the whole experience, the whole day. It's what you've countdown the weeks you know the especially when you get to about thursday afternoon at work you're just like i wish it was saturday now because <laughs> you you, you tried the football I'm, I'm waiting for august 14th because that's when the whole world is back to normal in terms of a football perspective the premier league haven't got greedy with their tv money there'll be three o'clock kickoffs up and down the country and the you know the five leagues in the in england there'll be fans everywhere across the country it'll be glorious but yeah, it's just a ritual, you know. I think Portman, being an Ipswich fan, I'm, you know, doing things like this, and I've probably met my, you know, a best bunch of friends through Ipswich Town, and we still see each other without Ipswich Town. But it's just part of it, isn't it? It, it's part of it, and it, it win, lose, or draw, they're always there to to pick you up or pick you up from the limbs or pick you up from when you're crying because we've. Drew nil nil at Wimbledon. Um, they're, they're <laughs> either, either way is painful, but yeah, um, I think a lot of people are trying to delay their experience. Um, I know a lot of people aren't a big fan of all the the COVID restrictions and whatnot that's, that's going ahead, but you know, I'll take that any day over watching it. I, I got sick of watching it on iFollow, not just because the quality was awful at times. Um, a lot of interesting camera angles. I think they were trying to get some sort of edgy indie film role with some of their, their camera angles and that, but it's just not for me. Watching football on TV is not for me. It's about being there, the, the, the emotion, the passion, the pub beforehand and after. It's all part of it, um, and I can't wait for it to be back on Saturday. And of course, you know, you went to the Dartford game. That's the first game for the new signings. But this will be, although the Dartford game was very high tempo, even though that's the first preseason game. Uh, what are you expecting? Uh, before I go over to you, John, what are you expecting from this game? You know, the new signings, Joe Piggott, Scott Fraser will be playing for the first time. What are you wanting to see? And, you know, it's going to be a beautiful day in the summer sunshine up Portman Road. The grass is going to look great. And I'm sure Blue Action, all the other fan groups, they're going to be getting involved. Those are songs to be sung. And it's just going to be a great day all around. Yeah, I think it's just more of an insight for for people who, and it's more competitive opposition. No disrespect to Dartford, but they're a National League South side. Got a very nice stadium. I think yeah. Matt and myself did enjoy going around there. It was quite a very good stadium for National League South level, to be honest. Um, 
but yeah, it's different playing against a, a very good Palace team. They've they've gone through quite a lot of changes, I believe. Obviously, Roy Hodgson's gone. Um, quite a big overhaul of players as well, I believe. They've brought in some some young Championship players who look quite exciting, but that's always a, a risky experiment. But no, um, it'll be sort of to see if the fruits of um, his labours have been and working in training, really. It's hard to really envision what we would, Paul Cook was trying to do with the squad that wasn't really engaged in it, I don't think. Where he came in sort of last season, of little that I saw towards the end, you know, the players obviously weren't, weren't up for it. They'd, they'd had enough, I think. And most of them probably knew their days were numbered. But now it's everyone should be on board, really. There's no sort of bad apples in the group who, who don't want to be there. They've all been told to go and play at Needham Market. Maybe that's where he feels that they belong. Um, but yeah, it's just going to be a, a great atmosphere, I think, as well. I think we're going to we, we forget the things we take for granted, and that is going to football on the Saturday. I know it's stupid to predict a friendly game. What, what do you reckon? What score? Five nil to Ipswich. We're going to smash them. Absolutely Ooh. smash them. Oh, you never know. You never know. No, they they, not, no, they not turn up. They might not. Oh, we'll wait and see on that. Um, over to you then, John. Um, back at Portland Road. Can you remember the last game you went to? I mean, I, yeah, probably too long. Even I never went back when they obviously had the, uh, what was it, the Portsmouth game, was it, where they had a few fans back during COVID and, and, the, and the little bit of restrictions being lifted. But yeah, I honestly can't remember the last time I went and I never, I didn't enjoy it anyway. It was, it was rubbish in terms of under Lambert and stuff like that. So I wasn't enjoying it. That wasn't really, wasn't really going. But it's the whole new, new era, isn't it? Cook, American owners, Ashton. Who's new era? I don't know. Well, I don't know. Who, who knows? Yeah. Um, anyway, what, 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 but yeah, <laughs> but everything's everything's changed, isn't it? So it's it's a chance, clean slate, new beginnings. Let's hopefully, hopefully, um, yeah. A really good season and really enjoyable season, but yeah, I can't can't wait to get back. And even though it's only a friendly on Saturday, it's yeah, just nice to be able to go to the pub beforehand, have a have something to eat, have some drinks, and then just yeah, go and watch a game of football for ninety minutes and not have to worry about anything else. And it's just, I think people will take that probably take football for granted in terms of like how I'm actually missed it probably during um, the last eighteen months. But um, that's probably more of a reason why people have actually decided to get season tickets to get some out of the house for. On a, on a Saturday. Um, but yeah, no, can't wait. And it's, yeah, it's going to be absolutely brilliant just being in my friends again. Moment um, we lose, love it when we win. Hopefully, there'll be more of that than it will be moaning, fingers crossed. So, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, really can't, can't wait. Um, I'm going to also get your prediction. I know it's only a friendly, uh, but do you reckon we'll see goals? Hopefully, we will do because. You know, be a bit. Yeah. Oh, of course, it's gonna be great. We'll be back, but it'll be dull if it's just nil nil and it's not not much. It's more of a training match. It will probably be that some sorts, but I'm sure there will be, you know, chances surely. Yeah, I think there'll be more of a training match for Palace probably. Like, I'd like to be interested to see what sort of team they they play and how strong they go. Um, but yeah, I'm expecting. I think it'll be a draw probably. Um, probably I don't know, maybe just a one all or maybe a two two draw. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, I think we'll, I think we'll see a good performance. I think that'd be nice to see what what we're going to look what we're going to look like against an actual competitive top top team, Premier League team. Just see how we cope. Um, a good couple of leagues above 
let's see what this new team are made of, or of the new team, what we've got at the moment. Um, let's see what they can do. But that'd be interesting. It'd be good to see lots of the new players. I've heard Bob is absolutely rapid, so it'd be nice to see what he's like. Um, I fancy Bon to get both our goals, I think. Ooh, that'd, be, that'd be fantastic. I'm nowhere we're looking forward to him scoring at the North Stand end and also hopefully he can score a few goals in the league as well. Um, Bono, over to you. I know you went to the games um, during the, the weird times in December, but what a feeling it is going to be back, going back on Saturday. Um, unfortunately, not going to be in the view of the U2, but um, back at Portman Road, what have you missed the most about it? I've missed, missed, I've missed I've queuing missed up for ages. Uh, at the Cobbold for a warm beer, paying in paying in coins. Um, I've I've missed. I've missed being that close to the pitch. That's the only reason why I picked that season ticket in the in the U two. That's the first the first season I got my season ticket. I bought it completely just off the cuff. I'd never sat there before. I've sat all around the ground, literally all over. Um, but I just wanted to be close to the action. And at the start of the season, our first season in the um, because my work schedule changed, I was able to go at weekends i used to work most weekends before that um just just being close to the pitch soaking up the atmosphere seeing just we've got so many decent people that go to our football club it's just it's just a testament to like the community that we have as as a club but you know saturday is just going to be awesome um understand some sentiments a lot of people wanting to save their first game back at portman road for august the 7th 7th august the 7th against the mighty Morecambe um but I just uh, it's just you know just seeing just having a Premier League team there um managed by you know arguably one of the one of the greatest ever Premier League players um I think they're going to be I think they're going to be pretty tough but I, I think we're going to take it quite seriously um and just seeing some of the boys that we saw quite close up uh at, at Dartford as well as the as well as some of our uh, new additions that we signed kind of the last week or so it's just going to be awesome i mean i think we've sold quite a few quite a few tickets already for it we might even wear our new away kit you never know um that might boost it's, it's not unheard of in the world of football but i'd be quite surprised to see it from Ipswich town they might even play some of these controversial songs that they've been talking about hopefully there'll be no goal music because the music will be kind of crescendoing there's a word for you. Um, yeah, the goal music can get in the bin, um, but yeah, the the, the noise will be the, the noise will be a cacophony around Fortress Portman Road, with the crowd of eight and a half thousand that are probably going to be there on um, on on Saturday. But you know, we hit the ground running at Darford. It was no yes, the second half we we, we played the kids uh, with respect to them, but you know, we started with with I, I was shocked. I was just like milling around. You know, I wasn't in any of the limbs or anything like that. That's 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 not my jam anymore as a as a forty year old middle aged spread man. Um, but you know, I I I think just seeing Wes Burns flying up that wing. Hopefully, we'll see KVY, Raheem the Dream, Evans, the new captain, fantastic. Seeing where Bond fits in, playing behind Norwood, Rodney Piggott. It's just going to be awesome. Hartke in goal. It's just going to be immense. And uh, will we see another signing? Who knows. Who knows? But just just being in that fan zone, just seeing the little changes, seeing that new that new mur- mural, hearing the music, not having to pay cash for for my pint of East Coast IPA, which I hope they've still got in the fan zone, and just 
Just yeah, seeing you beaving around, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with your long lens. Yeah, the beaver. Uh, and, and close ups. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's, it's going to be great, and that's you know obviously Dartford wet my whistle, and, and and Saturday weather forecast looks a bit iffy. Let's let's have the meteorologists. Yeah, they're talking about torrential rain, gentlemen. So I might have to uh, bring out the old. 2001 rain jacket which hopefully still fits um but it's going to be great but yeah it's just you know 10 pound a ticket just guys just and ladies and children just get down there and just enjoy enjoy the atmosphere because i think just you know when i was in the club i went in the club shop on tuesday you know always on my lookout for a bargain when you go up to that kind of first floor looking out obviously i can see my seat in the youtube but just the pitch is just like crown bowls green it's just absolutely fantastic and you know they've had the old paintbrushes out and hopefully they've, they've had the old heat guns out on the seats just to spray them up make them a bit darker and stuff but yeah let's bring it on and, and you know what crystal palace great club i've just watched that documentary mm. on um, a very popular um video subscription service and, and i sometimes work in croydon for my sins so i do i do make a point of driving past selhurst park and um yeah i think they're a club which you know almost like a sliding doors thing you know we could quite easily be where they are now obviously we have a bigger ground we've actually want one more so it'll be decent it'll be it'll be a nice day i mean they're not lazio but it'll still be good <laughs> And um, as you said about the weather, I did just quickly check the forecast. So I'm the weatherman for the episode today, and it looks like it is going to be torrential rain and a bit of lightning. Um, but then the sun—it's like it's a a grey cloud with a lightning bolt, but then it's also got the sun and they've got a bit of rain. So it could be could be any anything. So get your waterproofs out just in case. People laughed at me when I was in shorts at Dartford, but it was you know it wasn't warm. It was warm. I was I was with you in shorts when I I, I was yeah. backing you shorts all yeah. the way. Shorts all the way. Definitely. When when we hit June, when it hits June, July, August, I'm I'm always in shorts. I chuck yeah. my jeans and whatever you know. They, the get, they get in the bin. <laughs> That's the phrase. That should be the title of the episode. But I think people would probably wouldn't understand the, the reference if they, of course, if they listen to pod. And I'm sure people are listening to pod right now. Hopefully. Um, yeah, hopefully. If not, we're just wasted an hour of our lives. But um, thanks as ever for everyone listening. And Bono, passionate speech. All of you guys, passionate speech. And Brad, I'm, sh I'm sure it's going to be hard to follow what these guys have said. But one thing I've took away from, say, COVID and everything like that is I've been able to make some great friends because of this podcast and meeting you guys. You know, John, didn't know who you were before this podcast. Brad as well. Bono as well. Mark, I briefly knew you from, from games beforehand before COVID. But I feel like, you know, we've just created a community here and I love it. Um, but Brad, over to you. Uh, I'm sure you, you cannot wait to get back at Portman Road. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, for me, being at Portman Road is the sense of belonging. Um, get a bit emotional about it, but literally whenever I, whenever I go to Portman Road or if I'm with a vicinity of town fans, even in a pub in Lowestoft where I live, it's, it's just that sense of belonging and you know, that you're with, you're all rooting for the same cause, aren't you? You're, you're all dreaming the same dreams, and yeah, it's it's home. It is home, and I I can't wait to get back. Um, honesty is the best policy. I can't go this weekend because I'm working. I'm moving house, so I have to cane in the overtime. Um, but I will be there for Morecambe uh, at home, so I I can't wait for that. So yeah, I mean, 
yeah, just just can't wait to get back to the ground and hopefully we'll win Saturday. It doesn't matter about pre-season results, of course it doesn't, but I think we'll win Saturday because, like John said, I think Palace will treat it as a bit of a training game. They're probably a bit... Um, we're, we're a bit more into our pre-season than they are. And I think that you'll probably see Wilfred Sahar for like 20 minutes maybe or, or something like that. So I, I think that we'll take the game quite seriously. And um, I, I'm think, I think we're going to win. I really do. I think we're going to win the game. Joe Pickett score. All the field good factors around the club at the minute. I think it's going to be a great, great day out for you, Ray. I wish I was going. Um you <clears throat> come me as well. I want to be there. You're all there through work. And, and, no, I'm still there though. Still there. You're, just, you're just beavering away, aren't you, all the time? <laughs> With your long lens. Yeah. Yeah, your beaver. Long lens beaver. That's going to be your nickname now. Is that even a phrase? What is that? What is that? Beavering it is, away. It is now. I can't. It is now. Hold on. Yeah. So, I can't. I can confirm beavering away is indeed a phrase. I'm looking... Oh, God. But young women grow out their pubic hair, apparently. Uh, that's what I'm reading. That's what I'm reading. That's beaving. Beaving. I'd... Manscaped. There you go. Manscaped. Manscaped. What a segue. Yeah. Full Hairway. circle. Oh, yeah, Get... Manscaped. Yeah, absolutely. Get 20% off now with the code KOA. Your yes, balls deserve the best. Yes. Free shipping and all that. Um, <laughs> any other business... Um, gents, or shall we wrap up here as I can, cannot speak? I'll, I'll give you a hot take. Oh, James Nord will be the town's leading top scorer along with the league's leading top scorer come the end of the season. Mm. Okay, any other hot takes? Norwood season, this is hot no takes to be. <laughs> um, Mark, Mark Ashton to be knighted. <laughs> <laughs> By the, by the itch which um, uh, mayor <laughs> yeah <laughs> don't he get like a freedom thing is it a freedom like, down, so awesome. to come on Saturday Ooh. against the team he could have signed for yeah Lindown yeah. to come on Saturday score the winner kiss for badge running in front of Patrick Vieira that's what <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. And you were talking about Palace, Brad. Like Palace are actually they're playing Stevenage. I don't know if that game probably been postponed, but they're they're eleven. Like Chris Palace eleven are going to be playing on the twenty foot or tomorrow Friday, and they play us. Of course, they played Walsall in a friendly on the seventeenth of July, and Saha scored in that game. So I don't know. It could be a strongish side. You never know, really. But I'm sure it'll be two elevens most likely. I see. It. Yeah, it was a forty five minutes Zaha played in that game. So you know, we could be seeing a lot of him. So, yeah, 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 I, re- I, yeah I, re- I reckon you'll see two starting 11s um, similar to their teams, I reckon. But I still think we'll have more intensity about the game than what Palace probably would. Will we treat that the same, do you reckon, in terms of like making wholesale changes at half-time? Or do you think it'll be the sort of game where we'll probably, probably play quite a strong team for the majority of the game and then we'll just make changes if and when we want to make them? Because we've still got two friendlies, haven't we, still? So we've still got Colchester yeah. and Millwall, so we're quite sure... Would they want to try and get as many players to, to see what they're like? Mm. Oh, Brad is lagging. Like, no uh, yes, yes. yes. Uh, we may play 60, like maybe 60 minutes. Some of them will play, then take off and then bring the youngsters on. Um, Bono, I sall your hand up and we'll, yeah, we'll finish I, off I, with you. I mean, 
I, I mean, I, thank you, Ross. I, I don't think we. I don't think it's the the, the game to throw in um, the, yes. the likes of 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 yeah the the younguns like Albi Armin and Tamanda Chuwira, um, and and. <laughs> and, and 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 the likes of that you know give them 10 minutes at the end you know we've already seen the green shoots you know what fantastic word but you know going, going back to the dartford game seeing those seeing those youngsters warming up they are they are very young they're very slight do they fit into paul cook's system you know are they going to be used as like an emergency backup um i'd like to see the likes of mizuni and darba you know, people like that. Um, Valentine, the young lad, Valentine, very reminiscent of our um, of of of, of matey boy that's just been released. Oh, what was his name? What's up, Gibbs? Oh, who's 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 the young lad that was injury hit that's just been Tristan Nida? Yes, very very reminiscent. Um, I had I had I had some builders here in um, Bono Towers recently, and I and and I told them like the day after the Dartford game, I went to Dartford and, and oh. One of my mates played in that. Who's that? Oh, Nico Valentine. I'm like, that guy is a baller. Sadly, he's five foot two. Uh, or or maybe, you know, freshly five foot four. Um, but you know, but we've got a bright future, but let's let's not let's not go too hard on these kids. Um so leave them kids alone. <laughs> as Pink Floyd said. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Gents, it's been a pleasure. Brad has disappeared again, but thank you, Brad. Um, Mark, John, what a debut. Uh, Bono, Matt, it's always a pleasure, my friend, and I cannot wait to see you guys at Portman Road, and I'm sure all fans enjoy yourself. Um, it's looking like it's not going to be sunny, that I was expected, so get ready to get wet and possibly hit by lightning, um, as I, used to, I did back in the day. Um, but if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel of Kings of Anglia. Also, um, on the, any platform of podcast that you listen to this on, give us a review if you haven't already. And follow us on all our socials on Kings of Anglia, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, if you still use that. Um, TikTok is not happening, even though, you know, it's a big thing. But, um, but there we go. Um, We'll be back next week for another additional fan social. Of course, the main poll will be back as well. So stay tuned for that and enjoy yourself on Saturday as Crystal Palace come to town. Bye-bye for now. From true crime to football, Brexit to football. For more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash
Smash Channel Slash Audio.